This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 19th, 2023. Easter eggs, risk, and reward. Morning, Connection Church. Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Amen. Amen. Welcome here in the house. There at your house, wherever you might be. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. We're continuing our series, Easter Eggs. It's the fourth week. Easter Eggs, as we said last week, are hidden surprises found in movies, websites, video games. And this week I discovered we even find them on cars. Yeah, cars. Did you know that just about every Jeep model since 1997 features a, a hidden surprise or two? The Jeep Cherokee, uh, I'm sorry, the Jeep Compass has a gecko on the plastic hole, uh, molding on the windshield, as well as the Loch Ness Monster on the window. The Jeep Renegade has a spider next to the gas cap. The Cherokee has a T-Rex or a Bigfoot in the window, and the Wrangler has down in the bottom windshield uh, silhouette of a Jeep climbing a steep hill. So there you go, Easter eggs. They're everywhere, we just need to know where to look. Now for our purposes today, the place we would look is in the scriptures. Because Jesus had some Easter eggs for us. He didn't call them that, but he had some Easter eggs. Most often they were, they were little hidden things in, in the parables, in the parables. And, and so uh, uh, this morning we're gonna be looking at an Easter egg and we're gonna call it risk and reward. My name's Carrie Jones. My name's Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for being here. Could we pray together, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to praise and worship your name. And you know, because you live, we can face tomorrow. And what gratitude we have each and every day. Help us not take that for granted. Lord, settle us in that we might receive your word found in scripture. I know that you have a plan for each one of us as we take a look at this parable in Matthew 25. Holy Spirit, teach us. Guide us. We thank you and praise you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. So last week we were talking about the uh, wise and the foolish virgins, those that had oil for their lamps and those that didn't, those that were prepared and those that weren't for Jesus' return. Today again we're going to look at Jesus' return, but from a different angle. Today we're going to focus on your dash. Now, uh, many of you may know that your dash, you know, on your tombstone, you have a birth date, you have a death date, and in between there's your dash. You know, it represents your life. So, uh, what we're going to do, what are you going to do with your life? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And so, the scripture that we'll focus on is found in the Bible, it's found in Matthew chapter 25. We're looking at verses. 14 through 30, so it's a long scripture, but um, we just want to share it in the entirety. This is a story, a parable that Jesus shared. 
He says, again, it, the kingdom of heaven, will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To a, That's kind of interesting since we just did St. Patrick's Day. All right, five bags of gold. No, no rainbow. Yeah. No, no. To another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has been given more, they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ouch. So this parable is known by various names, depending on which version of Scripture reading. Sometimes it's known as the parable of the bags of gold, uh, the parable of the three servants, the story about investment, uh, and the parable of the talents, among others. So in Jesus' day, the talent was a measure of money, but rather than being a coin, it was a unit of weight equivalent to about 80 pounds, according to one commentator. Used as currency, this one talent would equal about 6,000 denarii, which is a, a coin, a Roman coin, equivalent to about a, a, a day's wage for a laborer. So one, a talent would then be equivalent to 16 years worth of labor. That's a lot of money. 16 years worth of labor. So the, the servant who then had 10 talents, 5 plus 5 added, 
that would be about worth about 160 years worth of day's labor wages. Wow. So no wonder the master was so upset by the servant who buried the bag of gold uh, in the dirt. And so we have to ask, what is the point of this parable? How does it apply to our lives today? What is the deeper meaning of this Easter egg? Well, first, let's, let's ask the question, who is the master? Who is the master in this? After reading commentaries and studying the scripture and giving it some thought, we found a little bit of a different way of interpreting this. There's a lady named Judy Ponio in her blog on the parables of the talent. She suggests that the master is, in fact, Jesus. And when the master talks about going on a journey, it represents Jesus looking ahead at his death and resurrection. And his return then would be the second coming. The master, the master asking his servants about what they did with the talents is Jesus telling us that when he comes again, there will be an accounting for what we did with what we've been given. And so like last Sunday, we were talking about Jesus' re return last Sunday when we did the, the Ten Virgins parable. But rather than asking if we were ready, like that's what we did last week, the question is now, what would we do with what we were given? What would we do with what we were given? In other words, what are we going to do with our dash? So in the parable, each of the servants was given different amounts. One was given five bags, one was given two bags, and, and the third was given a single bag. Each one of us is given what we will need for the journey. And what we are given is different for each one of us our incomes, our locations, our family structures, our places of worship, uh, the list goes on and on, the, the talents, the spiritual gifts that we're given. No two were given the same thing. And that makes sense since each of our journeys is distinct, unique, individual. When it comes to talents, ability, spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit decides what each one will need, what each of us will be given, what each of us will have. As we read in First, I'm sorry, in Romans 12, 4 through 8, this is the New Living Translation, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, that would be us, <laughs> we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. When we look at other places in the New Testament, we find um, other examples of gifts that the Holy Spirit <clears throat> has given us. Again, 
we as individuals are one of a kind. And as believers, the Bible says that we're each given <coughs> spiritual gifts. And we're each given them in unique ways. God does not duplicate. He makes each one of us the way he wants us to order and fulfill his purposes in the area in which he's designed us, the area in which he's placed us, the task for which he's empowered us to be in. God does not expect us to use gifts that we don't have. One of the things that we are excited about, and it's part of our DNA of our church, is to learn about our spiritual gifts. We have called this uh, course Network for 20 years, and now it's being kind of reshuffled around and revamped really, really good information, and it's called the Spiritual Profile Discovery. That course is going to take place on April 15th. I don't think we have a slide, do we, Barry? Okay, April 15th, it's in your Friday update, and it's on Zoom. So we encourage each one of you, if you've not investigated the gifts, your spiritual gifts, please engage in this morning of learning about it. There's a little bit of pre-work, but it's on our website, and it's on the Friday update. God does not want us to hide our gifts in the ground. He does not want us to hoard our gifts and keep them to ourselves. God wants us to put it on the line, even take a chance, even risk, in order to maximize the person that he's created us to be when he first thought of us. And then the question is, what do we get for taking the risk, for giving it everything we've got? Well, William Barclay, in his commentary on Matthew, tells us that the reward for work well done is still more work to do. <laughs> the two servants who did well were not told that they got to lean back and take it easy because they did well. No, they were told to, uh, they were given greater responsibilities by the master. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. You know, the old saying, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person, right? There you go. Well, Barclay also points out that the man who is punished is the man who doesn't even try. The man with the one bag of gold, the one talent, did not lose his talent through a bad investment. He simply did nothing with it. He did nothing with it. Even if he had invested and lost, it would have been better than burying it in the ground. You know the expression, lose it or use it or lose it, right? Use it or lose it. The temptation with such a small amount might be, because he had just one bag, might be to do nothing at all with it. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It's not enough, blah, blah, blah. And that is not true. Every gift is significant. Every single gift. And we are to do all that we can with what we've been given. And whether it's a lot or whether it's a little. Mm -hmm. So what about you and me? What does that have to do with us? Well, 
We've all been given something, spiritual gift and ability to do one thing or another, financial resources, intelligence, you name it. We've all been given one thing or another, and the question is, what are we going to use it or them for? God's glory? Are we going to bury them it in the ground? Are we going to seek God and ask God what he wants us to do with whatever it is we've been given? Or are we going to do nothing? You know, the challenge is there's always risk. There's always risk. If we bury it and do nothing, there's the risk of wasting what we've been given. The risk of wasting God's gift, the risk of wasting the opportunity. God gave us to see God, gives us to see God in action as he works through us to do something great in the world, to bring about his kingdom, to be the hands and feet of Christ. On the other hand, whenever we step out and use our assets, so to speak, whether they're monetary or physical, intellectual, spiritual, whatever, whenever we step out to use them, we're taking a chance and we're putting ourselves on the line and we're risking, and it might be the risk that all eyes are on us and we don't want that. It might be the risk of looking foolish to a non-believer. It might be the risk of loss. Not sure of what the risk would be, but <clears throat> the risk that the, the servants faced when they invested their master's money was great. But investment always involves risk, no matter what we're investing in. There's always risk. The greater the risk, the greater the reward. That's what this scripture says. But also, the greater the possibility of loss and failure as well. Do you remember that expression, YOLO, you only live once? We talked about that a couple years ago in a message. Um, and, 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 and you only live once here on earth. So some people use that as an excuse for very risky behavior, uh, uh, for taking chances that really shouldn't be taken. But we're encouraging you to remember YOLO when it comes to taking risks for the kingdom. You know, God gives us one trip through this life, one opportunity to make a kingdom difference to use the resources we've been given to take some God-sized opportunities and make a kingdom difference in this world. When Jesus shared the parable of the bags of gold, of the talents, he was, uh, he was talking about ROI, return on investment. But he wasn't necessarily talking dollars and cents, was he? He was talking about making a difference. It may have involved dollars and cents, but he was also talking about our time and our talent in addition to our treasure. So what has God entrusted you with? What resources do you have at your disposal? What is God calling you to do with what He's given you. He's all given us something. And are we willing to step out and be obedient to share that 
even if it makes us nervous, even if it's scary, even if it's risky. There's lots and lots of spiritual gifts, and they're given in different ways. One spiritual gift is like craftsmanship, doing things, you know, with our hands. Did you know that in that hallway right in front of the water fountain, there was a big crack in the wall? Did anybody see that a couple months ago? It's like, who wants a big crack in our brand new building? And so Dave Novosel, right there, used his gift, his spiritual gift of craftsmanship, and the wall is beautiful, and none of us even knew that there was this guy named Dave who used his spiritual gift. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. It looks great. There are so many of you who use your gifts in so many ways. Some of them are very obvious. You know, you see the team, you know, do their musical gifts. You know, Mark has a, a, gift, a great gift. So you see that, but there's so many unsung heroes in this church that also use their gifts. Randy, your team for the food ministry has lots and lots of people. Bruce, you're picking up food like crazy all the time. Uh, you're out packing food with your son. Uh, thank you, thank you. Alan, you're here all the time. Kathy, you're here all the time. Unsung heroes, those of you who are serving in so, so many ways. But God does want us to use our gifts. And so we again encourage you to sign up for that ser servant profile discovery and be able to use how God's wired you, not to bring attention to yourself, but for the glory of God. That's what it's all about. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to risk for you. And if that makes us look like fools, well, so be it. I'd, I would gladly be a fool for Christ. God, help us uh, trust one another. Help this be a safe place to work out our spiritual giftedness and help us carry that into a world that desperately needs a savior. Help us not be shy about sharing Jesus with others. Lord, give us um, confidence and boldness in you. We thank you, God, for bringing us here today. We thank you and let our prayer always be, let it be Jesus. Let it be you. We thank you and praise you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website, at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.